The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series written by Mercedes Lackey, Dennis Lee, Cody Martin, and Veronica Jaguer. Presenting Season 6, Revolutions. Leap of Faith. Written by Mercedes Lackey and Cody Martin. What the hell have I done? John stared out over the Atlanta skyline, fear forgotten in his hand. It was late. He hadn't been able to sleep. He'd been playing that interaction with the, well, she thought she was an angel, in his mind over and over. She thought she was an angel, which didn't speak too well for her mental stability. And he'd gone and kissed her. Why did I do that? Everything had been going so well. She was strange as hell, granted. She had her delusion. She knew things that no one else did and seemed capable of anything. But she never really asked anything of him. She was just there with him, sharing moments without taking. But this was a complication. He didn't need complications, especially right now. Life was complicated enough. So far, he'd had Black Snake come calling twice, and neither time had been exactly a laugh riot. Echo had tried to recruit him too, though with a damn sight less prejudice. He was still settling in with the CCCP. They were a whole different kind of weird on their own. Between Bear's antics, Unter's grousing, and Natalia's penchant for throwing ceramics at people, it was a lot to take in and adjust to. He'd been his neighborhood's version of law enforcement and physical conflict mediator for a while, but being part of a uniformed and sanctioned force again was going to take a lot of getting used to. Then there was what had pushed him into the arms of the CCCP in the first place. Echo, Black Snake, and of course the ever-present shadow of the program. The first two had taken a keen interest in him once things had started to come back together somewhat after the invasion. Echo was too busy to waste too many resources on him. Blacksnake was another matter. They had already sent two recruiters, with the caveat that refusing the offer included a ticket to the morgue. Whether they didn't want to draw any heat down on themselves from the CCCP, or if they were just tired of having teams go missing completely, John couldn't say. He hadn't run into any more of their goons since, but that could always change in an instant. As bad as Blacksnake was, the program was far worse. Just because he'd knocked out one facility, that didn't mean there weren't more. They didn't get tired of losing people. They didn't run out of money. They didn't worry about pissing anyone off. If they wanted something, they got it, or they killed it. Maybe both. Joining the CCCP was more about getting extra protection for the neighborhood from any fallout that might befall him than it was from about saving his own hide. He just hoped that when, not if, they came for him, that not too many other people would get hurt. It was too late to run again. They'd tear up the entire neighborhood and everyone in it if they had to. He didn't have any doubts about that. It wasn't about the money and time spent or the effort— Knowing the sort of people behind the program, they'd keep coming after him simply on principle. John, in typical boneheaded fashion, had just made things that much worse. 
with a kiss. It would have been better if she just slapped you, moron. But Sarah had reciprocated. And what did that mean? That she's crazier than I am, probably. Damn it all. He knew exactly why he'd done that. He wanted to, simple as that. But why did he want to kiss her? Why did he want her? It wasn't as if he couldn't get women. Even Bella had flirted with him. She hadn't meant anything really by it, but he could probably work on that. He wouldn't abuse his position to trawl around the neighborhood, but there were plenty of other neighborhoods in Atlanta. What the hell kept him around her as opposed to anyone else? This was another thing he couldn't run from. Things had changed for him. It was slowly draining from his constitution to be able to run from the big problems. The program had done that to him, turning him into a fugitive. The invasion and everything since, well, it had changed everyone. John couldn't deny his growing feelings for Atlanta's angel, and he sure as hell couldn't stop them. Right now he just wanted to understand the whole stinking mess, and maybe try and figure out if he had done something unbelievably stupid. He could just tell her not to come around. He could just cut all of his contacts to the most impersonal level. He could, but he already knew that he wouldn't. Besides, he doubted that very much in this world could keep her from seeing him if she wanted to. He could try, though if he really wanted to. But just the thought of that made his insides knot up a little, made him feel hollow inside, and gave him an ache in the back of his throat. You don't want her to stop coming around, bonehead. God, even his own self-deprecating thoughts were starting to sound like Vic's chiding. This was eating at him. He had to figure it out. Part of it was safety. He cared about her, and he didn't want his past to catch up with the both of them. He just couldn't let this rest, or else he really wouldn't be able to sleep anymore. There was one thing that was digging at the back of his mind, the key to this. It seemed like it was just out of his reach, but if he could get it, he'd know. Well, genius. Let's go about this logically. Something is different. Yeah, yeah, besides the fact that you like a gal. He took a swig of his beer absent-mindedly. Something is there, now or there wasn't anything before. Nothing else has been doing it all these years on the run. So what is it? Well, for the first time, he'd been concentrating on something other than pure survival. He had a squat, regular meals, and a sort of security in CCCP. He wasn't living hour to hour, so now he had time to think and feel again. He brought the beer bottle up to his lips again, but stopped short. It had hit him. I'm not lonely anymore when I'm around her. I feel accepted, like I'm a part of the damned world again, instead of a shadow up against the edges. John set the beer bottle down on the ledge, unfinished. I'll be a son of a bitch. That's it. He stared out at the city, mulling over this revelation. Okay. Now what do I do with that? 
John had already made his mind up. He couldn't shut off his feelings anymore, even if he wanted to. It would have driven him over the edge if he still could, but he was still worried. What happened if the worst happened? Well, Sarah seemed able to take care of herself, but that fact didn't shake his fear. He'd already lost enough people. He wouldn't let hubris claim another one, especially someone that he'd finally come to genuinely care about after so long utterly alone. He was fighting with shadows, though, and he knew it. There was really only one course open to him. Keep going as best as he could, and hope that the worst didn't come to pass. More than that, he hoped he got to see her again soon. Sarah had a new perch. The SunTrust Tower was too exposed. Too many people could see her there, even though it offered her an unparalleled view. She had found a most peculiar structure, a sort of Greco-Roman temple placed, for no apparent reason, atop one of the other high-rise buildings. It pleased her. It afforded her some measure of concealment. The best view of it came from an expensive restaurant, and the sorts of people who frequented such a place were very unlikely to see her, unless she intended them to. The same held for those who had offices in the surrounding buildings. Without all those eyes on her, she felt more herself. The place also had an excellent view of the CCCP headquarters and John's squat. Not a trivial consideration. She never actually rested as such. Her mind was always working, sifting through futures, on alert for moments when she was needed. But tonight, for a few moments, all those things had been shunted aside in favor of a single astonishing sensation. A kiss. It was one thing to have the memories of billions of human kisses and caresses of all sorts available to one. It was quite another to actually experience such a thing. John could only have surprised her in this way because his future, his present, increasingly his past, and his thoughts were all so opaque to her. In fact, she was almost certain that she had known more about him before she came to know him better. It was as if the Infinite was removing her access to that information, so that she had to rely on what he revealed to her himself. This was a little unnerving. She was not at all used to the Infinite leaving her on her own, blind, relying only on a single, mortal, fallible source. But... John himself was unnerving, though in a good way, she thought suddenly. Certainly, that kiss. It was most definitely a sign, though not in the sign-from-God sense. His barriers were breaking down. He was willing to share things with her, things he had kept hidden from everyone and he had finally made a firm emotional contact with someone. With her. Instinctively, she put her hand to her lips. It had not been chaste, that kiss. Not the kiss of peace. Not demanding either, nor aggressive. Playful, perhaps. Permitted? He had asked her, what do you want me to be? 
and she had been astonished, for no one ever had asked her what she wanted. She had said as much aloud, and then he had kissed her, and for that short time she had not thought of anything else. She had told herself such a thing could surely be permitted. All things that brought creatures together were permitted. But had she known this, or merely told herself so because this was how she wanted it? The fact that you can ask the question tells you the answer, Seraphim. Well, there it was. Not the exact answer to her question, but certainly implied by virtue of the fact that all good was in the realm of the infinite, and that which was not good was not. So there remained. What to make of this? She was flying blind here, with John, with these very mortal things, with emotions. And what to do about it? Should she pull back? No, that was unacceptable. It was needed that he should become more human, more connected, not less, and withdrawing from him would only put back all those walls he was pulling down. Should she foster only friendship, as Bella did? Or should she just stop trying to calculate and to steer, for once? Should she just... see what happened? Just let go? Was that why the Infinite was holding information from her? To force her into the position where there were no maps and guides? To make a leap of faith into the dark and trust that she would find the way? I think... That is exactly what I must do. And strangely, the thought comforted. She looked down upon John's roof and saw the lonely figure there, gazing out over the city. But just at that moment she felt it, the sudden need for her, and knew that she must answer it, and John would be alone with his thoughts a bit longer. Not tonight. Friend John, but soon, soon. This has been Revolutions, Season 6 of The Secret World Chronicle. The Secret World Chronicle is narrated and produced by Veronica Jaguer, with music by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Find us at www.secretworldchronicle.com, like us on Facebook, and circle us on Google+. And as always, thank you for listening.